Where's your dog? She's in her, she's staring at me in my, I wish I would turn my computer around, but I'm afraid to mess anything up, but she's staring at me being creepy. <laughs> I did have a dog yesterday that was, he's really old. He's like 13 or 14. So, mm -hmm. and they think he's going to die soon. I was like, so why did you oh. give your, your, your on deathbed dog to me to take care of for four days? So I was oh, like, if your dad, if your dog dies on my watch, it is your, I didn't kill it. I didn't kill it. So anyway, and it's like, that's a setup. <laughs> so it's a sweet dog, but every time he would like lay down and like not move, I would be like, poke him, <laughs> make sure he's still alive. You're like, so, checking, <laughs> checking breath. I put a mirror under his nose to make sure he's still alive. Do you have a black thumb? Are you wondering what the word horticulture means? Are you a little bit seedy? A little shady? Do you stand in the garden and wonder, what the f am I doing? Do you look at people's yards and wonder, what the f are they doing? If so, this podcast is for you, no matter your gardening experience level. I'm Shannon. And I'm Marcella, two friends who like to laugh and learn our way through life and gardening. Tune in as we interview some awesome people who talk to us about their love for plants, trees, gardens, bugs, and more. Welcome to CD and Shady AF, a sketchy gardening podcast. Hello, peas in our pods. Welcome to part two of our interview with the two hoes. Let's get right into it. God, that's what I love about this podcast is I always learn something new. I had never heard that term before. So I, my guess is just like there's companion planting, there's probably also like, like enemy planting or like... <laughs> Um, you know, I think that was one of the questions you guys had. Is there anything, you know, detrimental that you can plant? And I, I don't know that there is, unless you're talking about invasive species, like really, if you're sticking with native, um, uh -huh. native plants and trees, really, there's not a whole lot of things that are just going to completely disseminate an area. But when you talk about Things non natives, like non but also things like just like Bermuda grass, mm -hmm. like that's something that just comes standard with your home, with any kind of new home or even established home, and it's something that you can't plant in, you know, and and eventually it just it sucks all the life out of the soil, and so you also eventually can't plant any grass either, like, and so you're just gonna see. It takes a lot yeah. of like work to keep it green and thick and lush like before, so it just seems like a waste. Sometimes there are different things that you can do, like use native, like shorter grasses or, right. you know, a, a whole bunch of low lying. I mean, just, and that's another thing we try to do. We, once people are ready and we're walking around their yard, just to, it, educating them on those weeds that you hate. Like there's a rhyme and a reason to what those weeds are for. It's a great way for you to read your soil's health and your, your land space health and see what 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 that what that ground needs what nutrients it's needing because based on the the root systems that are coming from those weeds so meaning like dandelions most common that we see all the time they're popping up right now and flowering um the root systems are basically like really thick minor carrot type of roots because with our soils they're so they're, you know it's 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 clay it's hard to break through so those dandelions job is to mine through to go as deep as possible collect some minerals bring it back up and collect water and and, and feed and take care of the other root systems that are in between up on the root 
uh, all the way up to the surface of the soil. So it's like, yeah, that's another way we can kind of explain like, you know, companions and how everything works together as well. And then from there, like, we'll start bringing in my, a little bit of, you know, mycology connection and it's just a whole system. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's, that's, that's really fascinating because I'll tell you a quick weed story. So I have uh, this, my garden, <laughs> I always have a lot going on in this garden. It's like guerrilla gardening out here, let me tell you. So at first to hear Becca say that you can't really go wrong with a companion. There's really no enemies makes my heart smile because I got a lot going on out here that the internet (laughs) says should not be together, but they are living together somehow. Um, But I have a row of kohlrabi and a row of cauliflower. And so between those two rows, I was like, I'm going to do a good job companion planting. So I planted some lettuce and it's been growing and I've been taking care of this lettuce for like a month and I am thinking that this is actually not lettuce it's probably a weed that is beautiful right now <laughs> I know I I don't know I can't it does my husband keeps going it does not look like lettuce and I'm like but it is but it's probably not it's, there there is a wild lettuce that grows around this time mostly like right at the end of winter and coming into spring but it's called like miner's lettuce and so but I have seen a lot of springtime weeds come up um just recently so it could be it probably is edible but I was gonna say I was I was munching on some dandelion greens yesterday when I was watching the sun go down I was like ah those they they just look so fresh and young and I mean really good for you too I mean that's medicine at the end of the day for us as well yes yes well we'll, we shall see what happens Just don't overdo it. If you ate it, yeah. If you ate it the other day, you're gonna be fine. Who would have already hit you? You know, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I know you talked a little bit um before about like um inner garden work. What does that mean when you say inner garden work? That sounds like amazing to me, but can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, in a nutshell, or like it's just like it's 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 all those things that we were just kind of talking about over the last like five minutes and the connection pieces, then people start like connecting those connectors inside of us, just like the soil. I mean, at the end of the day, inner garden work is so many different things. (laughs) It could be, you know, like the kids are doing inner garden work at the end of the day and they don't understand because, you know, the more hyper, um, kids that are hard to handle inside closed rooms that's their like playground that's where they're kind of they start making those connections themselves and recognize it wait this is this is a safe space for me to get my crazies out my sillies out and take it out on the tree and then as they start to get a little bit older they're realizing wait squeezing that bug and pulling it apart really is it nice but you know like they, they start to make these you know empathetic connections or these you know um physical connections to how their bodies, you know, smelling things or they can take it out on that tree or climb it and then they're tired. Um, I think with us adults, like, you know, I'm just speaking of that because as a little kid, hyper kid, it was, you know, very sensory for me. It was a space that was safe for me to explore as an inquisitive, intelligent, but, you know, that that one that was, you know, hard to sit in a desk (laughs) and I was wiggly. And so (laughs) that just became a safe space for me. And so, um, but then with us adults, like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I was, I was, I'm I'm about to start talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
as a teenager, it became one of those things like when different kind of anxieties came in and, you know, tending and watering the garden. There was such a, you know, a hydro hydrotherapy aspect to it. But, you know, there was a focus. I was no longer like really concerned about like my friend that was being an asshole that day or whatever was happening. I was stressing on as a teenager and I got really focused on what was happening in front of me and then it was you know making me observe different things and start looking at the sky or and just those kinds of things it brought me into presence and inside of my body and so on an anxious anxiety level there's that um but then you know so so when you say uh you kind of mentioned something there about you know kind of bringing you inner peace and kind of you know have you thinking about like your body more can you talk a little bit about how like you know, taking care of your heart and your spirit is similar to taking care of a garden. Becca, do you have any? Can you talk? Oh, about great. That? Um, well, so I was going to say that on on a you know, on a very, I guess like even beginner level, right? We are all. So it's kind of it kind of touches on what you said about are there any plant enemies, right? Mm-hmm. We oftentimes as human, we're gonna we're going to allow ourselves to create characters out of whatever we're working with, whether it's our pets, whether it's our aunt, our you know, like our our children that aren't old enough to talk yet. Like we just assign characteristics to them, and so we're assigning energy when we um, when we work with plants. So every plant has an energy and a, and a personality. And so being aware of that and being aware of like how plants function in their natural area is so important to how we see the world and how we can see like, okay, there is a purpose for this weed that we think is an asshole, right? Yes. But it's not. Like, that we think is lettuce, but it's not. Either way. <laughs> Either way, and so you're 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 giving those you're giving that energy, and it doesn't it it does matter it if it is positive or negative, of course, mm-hmm. but it also matters in what like the fact that you are giving energy, like you are going out there and you're making a, a conscious effort to plant things that should work together, and you're getting those things, you're receiving from it, and so again, like. Once you're receiving from your garden mm-hmm. and you're receiving that energy, it makes a really big difference in how you take in those nutrients when you finally do eat it, right? As opposed to just going to the grocery store and picking it up. You've put all your energy and you've put all of your love and intention into this garden and to, into these things that you're growing. And so it's giving you back. And so it becomes a cyclical nature too in, in, in um, um not only harvesting with love and like cooking with love, but then again, like Our intention, just coming intention, coming and taking care of the earth, coming and taking care of the earth with love. Like it so, comes all back to you. It's it's beautiful. You said that because I'm in a couple of um like Facebook gardening groups and I just, the, my favorite posts are the ones where people have, you know, went out, they bought the seeds, they planted them for like, you know, six months, the heat killed everything and they harvest like three sad potatoes and like a cherry tomato. And, and they are just, their hearts are filled, yeah. you know, just by the experience of all that. So yeah. Because you yeah. start to understand what that means to do something to where our food, you start to connect like, oh shit, that, that carton of strawberries, like that takes a lot of work or that bundle of yeah. tomatoes, that takes a lot of work. It puts things into perspective when you're doing it from seed to harvest and what it takes to, to mm-hmm. get that one cherry tomato. <laughs> and, then, yes. and then also what it takes, but then also like when you can recognize and if you start to think about 
how Mother Nature has done it for for centuries and I mean millennia, you know, since the beginning of time. Um, then you also start like when when we're doing foraging or we're out just mm-hmm. you know in the wild, we can appreciate how much like wow there are like wild gourds everywhere or there's all these dewberries everywhere. And so that's what the animals are living off of. And so there's just a newfound appreciation for the fact that like, if I take that dewberry and I try to plant it in my yard, it probably won't do as good as if I just leave it alone and just trim it back a little bit, you know, and leave it for the wildlife because the wildlife is going to poop there and, and eat it. And, you know, it's just, it's so cyclical. Yeah, such a beautiful reframe because um, like I've gathered a couple things from our from just the last couple minutes. So like number one, me and the plants that I pick do not vibe. Apparently our energies are not matching up because <laughs> I kill everything I plant. Um, but number two, it's also just like a, a really, really cool exercise in acceptance. Like the fact that if we just like let things be sometimes. And rather than, like you said, assigning a character or saying, you know, this is bad and I need to get rid of it and just kind of practicing acceptance that, that sometimes you just have to let things be and, and kind of develop naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. It totally is a reflection of like, of, 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 um, of you in a sense, or at least I've noticed that with my indoor plants. I have a hard time with indoors. It's taken me a little bit. It's taken me a while to understand the chemistry of my indoor plants as opposed to playing in the wildness of nature. <laughs> and um, what, what I've noticed with the indoor plants is, you know, because it is a different environment. There are all, there are all these different components, but um, it's like you can overlove it or you can underlove it or, you know, meaning like overwater it and not pay attention to it, but then, you know, underwater it or looking at it too much, asking too many freaking questions. <laughs> like, what's going on? Do I need to rotate you today? Are you happy here? Should I move you over here? And you don't give it any time to actually get adjusted to that window or that lighting or whatever. And so I can relate to what you just said. What's P.S. Indoor plants. It's a good trick to have a saucer underneath your 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 pot so that the root systems can go down and drink what they need to drink when they need to drink. And then it's a good visual for you to know when to fill up the water saucer when it's empty. Huh. Okay. I I will say that That's most of the ones that are dying for me are indoor plants. So that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> I'm just learning the That's indoor. Hard. Those are hard for me too. So yeah. it's funny you you mentioned indoor plants. Um, I woke up this morning to a brand new plant in my house, and it's an indoor plant. I think a friend of mine returned from I, I don't know. I woke up and it was there. A friend of mine returned with this uh, from Salt Lake City, Utah, with this little seedling, and he's probably about I don't know, maybe two inches tall, and I think he's something on the, that belongs to the indoors that I'm supposed to learn how to take care of. So follow that story because there will be probably a lot from that. But um, <laughs> I definitely. Follow that story. <laughs> all of my indoor plants that I have all do much better outside for some reason. I, I don't know what that has anything to do with it, maybe. Maybe because they see the outdoors and they're like, I was destined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know what it is. It's like so the zoo animals. animals. They're like, why am I hiding behind this cage? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> need to take it there. Hi there. Seed in the Shade here with some interesting facts about some common weeds. First, there's Russian thistle, more commonly known as tumbleweed. If you live in the drier parts of the western United States, you're probably familiar with these weeds blowing around when it's windy. While you might not appreciate them attacking your car, Russian thistle has actually been used for thousands of years as a soap-making ingredient 
which is soothing and nutrient-rich for the skin. Next, there's milkweed. It is common in the Texas Hill Country and is required by monarch butterflies to lay their eggs. But a lesser known fact is, during World War II, the fluff from the seeds of the milkweed were used to stuff life jackets. This fluff is six times more buoyant than cork. And finally, there are burrs, those annoying little spiky things that stick to your hair, your clothes, and your pets. One day, a Swiss hiker returned home and noticed he had so many burrs all over his clothes and on his dog. He looked at the burrs under a microscope and noticed that they were covered in thousands of little hooks. This gave him the idea to create a hook-and-loop fastener, what we more commonly know as Velcro. So next time you're annoyed by that weed that's growing where you don't want it, maybe you should try to identify it and see if it has any benefits. Until next time. Do you ladies have any, um, when you're out so outdoors gardening or when you're inside gardening, do you have like a gardening playlist that you listen to? Oh, gardening playlist. Oh, man. Sometimes it just happens naturally. Um, I'd say the most fun that we've had gardening with music would have to be um, like 80s club music. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Mine's all over the place. Yeah, that's what I come to with. I mean, we do listen to a lot of different things, but I was mm -hmm. gonna say my. I feel like my my Spotify garden playlist is like all over the place. There's, you know, you got your Rastafarian stuff, but then you got your. I don't know. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. I got my pop on there, and then I got my classic rock, and I don't know. It's more of like um. I like, I don't like it too crazy and heavy, but sometimes you do want to just wiggle around the day right. doing labor work around the garden. And so I, I get happy when more of those beboppy songs come on, but otherwise it's more of like a, you're chilling outside, like as if you're yeah. having a, a barbecue or something. It's the same thing I would play at like a barbecue. I find that it depends on what, um, I've, what plant it is, because some of the plants tend to like kind of heavy metal music where some don't like it if you scream at them too much. But I will say that when there was like 115, 120 degree temps outside, I used to, over the summer, I was playing Don't Stop Believing a lot to my tomatoes. <laughs> and, and, and they seemed to, to respond to that because they did okay. They didn't die, so. <laughs> a lot of bad bunny, you know, but it depends, right? Good choice. And then, and then if you ever get a chance to listen to Plantasia, which is um, Mort, Mort Gorson. That one is a really interesting, um, uh, you can, I mean, I would definitely play it for my indoor plants at some point, but it's, it's a really good one. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Very nice. I do have a bonus question um, that didn't make it on our initial list, but um, I'm kind of wondering, I wanna hear from each of you. This is something that we ask most of our guests. If you could pick one plant, vegetable, or fruit that you grow in your garden um, that you identify with, which one would it be? I was going to say, I mean, I feel like this has been a question since like a little kid I've thought about, or they've been, I've been asked. Christy's I like, I'm, I've been waiting for this question. <laughs> I've been waiting for this question since <laughs> No, but it's a question that comes up randomly. Yeah, it does come up. Um, that's amazing that it comes up so often. I wish that question yeah. would come up more in my life. <laughs> I think I'd be a cactus. Honestly, I, 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 I've always said, I, I think I'd be a cactus. 
one that we would like to be or one that we would we would have to have in a, any garden? Oh, I, I would stick either way. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like well, something that you identify with, like something about your personality that jives with or that you relate mm. to in your garden. Oh, that I, I relate know. to. Mm-hmm. You would be, you said a cactus though. I think that would, I think that would still be the same thing. In my cactus, <laughs> have some wildflowers around it though, too. I'd like that in my cactus garden. But it's medicine at the end of the day. It's real dangerous if you don't pay attention and you're not mindful of that cactus. And there's so many functionalities at the end of the day with, with cactus and it's food and it's juicy. It can hydrate you. It can, there's so many functions to it. And I love that every single cactus has a different flower. Like they're so different and so colorful too. And I think I'd definitely still be a cactus. Nice. I think that that's fitting. What about you, Becca? Anything can come to mind? I, you know, I've been really, really into passion flower fine lately, Um, mainly because it it really has had a great season here in Texas, like this year. Um, So it's a little bit more noticeable and people are starting to pay attention to it. But if you did, if you don't know what you're looking for and you see the fruit, you know, you, um, you probably would just weed whack it. Right. But it's so beneficial. It's so um, the roots, the leaves, the vine, the flower, the fruit are all just so beneficial for for anxiety and and just mm. uh, just overall like sleep health. So I would I would say that that would be me. You're very beneficial, but people keep trying to weed whack you. <laughs> yes, no, no. Yes. I, would say, I would say just just you know that it's not it's not anything to look at if you don't know what you're looking for. Like it's not anything that you would you would find. Um, that stands out until you actually like really do see it for what it is, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and take a look at the flowers and take it, take a look at their fruit. I don't want anybody taking a look at my fruit, but I still struggle with this question. Um, I don't know. Come back to me. What about you, Shannon? It could even be something like what's your favorite flower because it brings you joy or it's just like cool. Like it doesn't have to be a whole functionality. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be all from like left 25th filled. Yeah. I think I always, I often say like pineapple. I don't know. Like that for some reason is one that I identify with. I know that's what I've said that before. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how Marcella is a pineapple, but you know. I don't know. It takes time and patience to grow pineapple, especially mm-hmm. here in Texas. Yep. Yeah, if, you can, if you can even get that pineapple prawn to, to root and do its thing, and then plus produce that fruit that I think a lot of times take, I mean, what is it, like three? It takes a long time mm-hmm. to, to actually get that harvest. And then you get a sweet one. That means yeah. you put a lot of love and intention into that one. Yes. So I'm worth the weight. And if you put a lot of love and intention into me. <laughs> no, I agree. 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 What this sun is getting to me in the most positive way the last couple of days. I'm just like, talk about a flower. I'm like, Shannon, <laughs> what about you? Did you have one? Oh, I would say right now, probably the lettuce slash weed in my garden. I don't know what it is. It's just growing and nobody knows what to do with it. That's kind of like very uh, much what I am right now, I think. Yeah. Am I lettuce? Am I a weed? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that. Mysterious and nutritional. Awesome. Yes. So to kind of wrap up the podcast, and thank you so much for for being on with us today. Um, Where can people learn more about regenerative gardening? Man, fall down the rabbit hole of of, of that Google machine. But um, also, if you're in San Antonio, come check out your house. Reach out to us. Um, But then also, I mean, shoot. I've got a couple books I could refer. So yeah, we definitely follow uh, regenerative gardeners of or uh, farmers of America, and that's on um, on Instagram, and they have really great um, great advice about that. As far as regenerative gardening, as far as I know, like we're the only we're the only ones that necessarily like you know talk about that in gardening right because farming and gardening are are similar of course but but they're just some different components that we try to promote a little bit differently so and that makes it more accessible a lot of times to people um in my experience like i mean if you're doing regenerative practices or sustainable practices or permaculture practices or um, you know whatever verbiage you want to give it um it's it's a small scale from your patio but it's still those principles and then it's like large scale farming, like it, it, but it's still those same principles. Like you're still fostering and harvesting, uh, um, yeah. not harvesting and fostering and um, building up an ecosystem mm-hmm. and working. It's all those same principles, but on a larger scale and more fun to farm with actually, because you do have all those contours. You do get to be more, um, uh, you get to be more creative um, with it and, yeah. I would say too, like if you if you are in San Antonio, uh, one of the places that we do practice regenerative gardening is at our um, uh, community garden, Eagle, the Eagle's Nest, and that's at Tecolote SA. <clears throat> um, it's an Airbnb event center, but it also has the garden in the back, and it's very wild. And so that's where we're trying to one get people to volunteer because we definitely want to to promote that it's in the middle of the medical center. So um, we definitely want to promote and show that it is possible in, in city, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't take a whole lot of space to do what we're talking about and to learn. Um, but we are trying to get people to come out there and, and learn more about that. I just want to recap. So to learn more about regenerative gardening, they can Google it or they can check out the hose. <laughs> um, we do we do want to make make it a point to to you know because we do mostly private um consultations and things like that we do work with schools but most of our our work is with private you know citizens but the tecolote thing the eagle's nest garden um that's a really great resource and we always need people to come out and and help develop that because um that is like what we're doing there is we're doing a regenerative gardening demo basically Awesome. And so where can our listeners follow you? We're on Facebook, Instagram, um, just two hose gardening spelled out. Um, we're also, we also have our own website. So two horse, two gardening, uh, dot com. And, um, where else are we? We're on TikTok yet? No, no. I would rather honestly do, I, this is a lot for me. Like, that's what I'm like, I'm in rare form. Usually I'm like kind of hiding behind Becca or like, what you get to it, not me. Um, but uh, this is, this type of stuff is um, uncomfortable for me, the social media. If I'm going to do something online, I would rather do something like this where I'm at least talking to you. I feel like there's a connection. 
reaction instead of just talking to the freaking air or camera pointed at me talking to myself. Like, mm -hmm. otherwise I'd like to play in, in person. So no dances, no TikTok dances coming from Christy anytime soon while she's planting. Not yet. I'm thinking yet. about it. That's going to be my sweet. I'm going to do a dance video to um to WAP this spring. Welcome to spring. kids. You know, it's funny. Y'all think y'all had hot girl summer last year. Watch out. <laughs> it's funny too. You know, I, I don't mind doing social media. It does. It's a time suck. But honestly, like doing social media for us mostly involves videos of Christy or Christy's huh. voice. Right. I'm so silly. <laughs> just to be clear, wet ass plants. And that's what I meant. I got you. <laughs> okay, okay, to, to, to clarify, to clarify. Yes, just to clarify. Thank you guys so much. This was such a fun interview. Thank you so much for your time. This has been the CD and Shady AF podcast. Thanks to all the peas in our pod for listening. We believe in you and we believe in your plants. Follow us for more shenanigans on Instagram at Seedy and Shady Pod. Until next time, stay seedy, stay shady. And remember, sketchy gardening is still gardening.